Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, episode number 91. At the time of this recording, Bitcoins are trading at $1,100 each. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's gravy. Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, and thanks for joining me as I podcast from Nashville, Tennessee, the Bitcoin blockchain epicenter of the South. I'm your host, John Barrett, here each week with my trusty dog, Maxwell, right by my side. Say hello, Maxwell. (laughs) We're two Bitcoin fanatics who love talking with people about Bitcoin and sharing what we learn with you, the listener. Longtime listeners, thank you once again for supporting the show with your tips and new listeners. We hope you enjoy the show. On today's show, I interview Joachim de Koning, the founder of Internet of Coins. The goal of Internet of Coins is to create a comprehensive environment that gives everyone access to all cryptographic ledgers and to integrate all token systems into an interconnected web through an open source financial networking agent called Hybrid. Listeners, today on the show, I am thrilled to welcome into the Treehouse studio Joachim de Koning, the founder of Internet of Coins. And I am speaking to this young man all the way over in the Netherlands by way of modern technology. They call it Skype. Uh, Joachim, welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy. Thank you. Good to be here. Yes, sir. So, Internet of Coins, we had an email conversation a few weeks back when I first learned about this and I read over your site, and this looks pretty exciting. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us how you got involved in the Bitcoin space to begin with, and then tell us about Internet of Coins? This is great stuff. All right. Yeah, it started a long time ago, my journey in computers. I grew up in uh, partly in the jungle in Malaysia. Hmm. There were no computers there. Actually, there was one. It was a BBC Micro. Hmm. Uh, But it always intrigued me very much. And um, so as soon as I I got my hands on some hardware, I built my first computer. It was a IBM PC 8086. So it was just some parts I had to throw together. How old were you at the time? At the time, I was 11. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. I think I was still just building little plastic models. But anyway, okay, go ahead. Yeah, so I had some mentors at the time helping me out, you know, helpful teachers, mm-hmm. uh, which was good. So from there, I uh, dug into what computers are, and I, I really got into uh, computing and programming. For the uh, computer there, there was not very much software, so I had to make some stuff myself. Hmm. So that's kind of how I started way back when. My journey into cryptocurrency started around um, 2012. And then I was, um, actually it started a little bit earlier than that, but I first discovered Bitcoin and Litecoin at the time. Hmm. And um, so I, w- I started out with, uh, with Litecoin, 
but I also saw the uh, usefulness of Bitcoin. Hmm. And so I ended up working with both. And from there, I, uh, of course, went on to the exchanges where you could trade cryptocurrencies from one to the other. Mm -hmm. And I thought initially, hey, this is really handy and you can change stuff. But it also was interesting because I was part of a lot of exchanges to just see which one was best, you know, trying stuff out. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these exchanges had a little bit of cryptocurrencies here and there that I had. And I started seeing some of them disappear, just one by one. Oh, some yeah. got hacked, others uh, got into trouble because of bad money management or, <laughs> you know. Uh, right. Also, we had uh, exchange that suddenly froze all the funds, claiming everything's okay, but the funds remained indefinitely frozen. Hmm. And so these things were very annoying. And uh, a good friend of mine, Robert, uh, who's my co-founder, we found out like, hey, we were both working with cryptocurrencies and we both have this problem. And uh, it was actually costing us value, even though cryptos were not worth that much back in the day. Uh, we did think it was valuable to us, you know, these tokens. And so sure. uh, we were kind of bugged by the fact that these exchanges were just going belly up all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we got together and said, hey, what can we do about this? And the first idea that came to mind was a decentralized exchange. Okay. And at the time, uh, that was still the days that decentralized exchanges, only a few people were just starting to think about implementing them. Mm -hmm. So uh, we got our heads together and we drew up some sketches and we tried to create something that could swap value over blockchains. And mm -hmm. at first it was a centralized solution just to do some testing. And that soon turned out to, uh, to be a bit different than a uh, decentralized exchange because mm -hmm. we saw that there are already other efforts underway and we wanted to explore some, some different takes on this other than atomic transactions, which was the hype at the time. In a nutshell, an atomic transaction is a transaction that happens on two blockchains, basically, where you make sure that you can park the value on the one and release it on the other. So we want Internet of Coins to be a little different than the current decentralized exchanges that we see online. Mm -hmm. What Internet of Coins is, is an environment for personal finance, uh, personal crypto finance. Mm -hmm. So what we want Internet of Coins to be is a very easy to use cryptocurrency wallet. Hmm. Uh, which also enables the swapping of value between cryptocurrencies. Not so much oriented at traders, but less technical users of online technology. Okay, so maybe people like myself, I'm not a tech guy, but I do have a crypto folio, as I call it, my cryptocurrency portfolio. In regard to cryptocurrencies, I'm more interested in how these cryptocurrencies are going to do over time, of course, I'm interested in the underlying tech to make sure that it's a viable cryptocurrency or that it has a lot of excitement around it, that it's trading and there's volatility there. Um, so, yeah, maybe for people who just are interested in trading cryptocurrencies and keeping a good, solid cryptocurrency portfolio, right? That's right. We want to make it easy to store cryptocurrency all together in a unified wallet, mm -hmm. uh, but with deterministic encryption, which means we don't store the keys we don't store the actual value. Mm -hmm. Those are still the, in the hands of the users themselves. Very important, yes. So we're integrating all token value systems into an interconnected and financially liquid web, as that's how we want to see it. Because when you log into Internet of Coins using your deterministic password, you basically see all the cryptocurrencies that you want to use together and also the options that they have so that you could like use smart contracts or, or swap between them make it much easier than it is right now to use it. Okay. So how far along are you guys? How big is your team? And what is your position there as the founder? Are you also a tech guy? Uh, yes, I'm also a tech guy. Uh, I've been programming on uh, the Internet of Coins system myself for uh, about two years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a team of around 10 people. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, 
three developers on board. We have uh, someone who's good at mathematics. Uh, we have someone who's good at cryptography mm -hmm. and a UX and UI designer. And then for the rest, the team also has some researchers. Okay. And um, lately, we've, we've got a marketeer on board and, you know, also people that are better at doing the PR stuff because uh, our original team was not really much into that kind of stuff. I see. And that's, of course, really important these days because the competition is getting fierce. Now, are you all in the Netherlands, all of you? Yes, all of us except a researcher and our evangelist. So we're not too far apart. Okay, okay, good. Now, how far along are you guys? Where do you guys stand as far as alpha, beta, and all of that? Currently, we have an alpha wallet running, and it's being tested by a group in the Netherlands that are setting up eco-villages. Hmm, okay. And they want to be able to uh, swap and transact value amongst each other without going through the banks. So they're very enthusiastic about cryptocurrency, and they're going completely uh, uh, the crypto route to, for example, send each other some coins instead of euros uh, to, for example, pay for something. Okay. And uh, that kind of thing. Now, where do you guys stand in the Netherlands as far as regulations? What kind of regulatory hurdles do you all have to jump over? You know, are you finding that there's anything that's getting in your way? Do you think that this is going to be something that banks will be looking at or care about or regulators in the Netherlands will be looking at or care about? Uh, I think so. Regulators at the moment are very interested about, in the Netherlands, they're interested about if Bitcoin is uh, money or not. Mm -hmm. And currently, it's not been defined as actual money. There has been a lawsuit about that uh, a while back. Hmm. However, the tax authorities here are definitely looking into blockchain technology. They're keeping an eye on the developments because they want to make sure that things don't go beyond their control. Mm -hmm. So it's important to actually keep an eye on regulations, what's happening there. Yes. We as a team also do that, and we want to stay mostly out of the hassle of, of regulation. So we, we develop towards a platform that lays a lot of the information and responsibility about that into the hands of the user mm -hmm. uh, so that the users themselves also know how to go about this. I see in terms of what they can do in terms of taxes and all of that. So when you launch or when you're actually there into beta, do you imagine that it's going to be, to begin with, limited there to the Netherlands, limited to Europe? Um, or do you imagine that it's going to be available to people worldwide? What's your plan there for launching? When we launch Internet of Coins public beta, it will be available to people worldwide. They'll be able to download the Node uh, software mm -hmm. and run it on their own system, which means completely decentralized. Or if people are less technical, they can go to a website where a public node is uh, hosted and log in there. Okay. And because the system doesn't store any user data other than deterministic cryptography uh, data. We basically won't have to comply with any specific type of regulations uh, like KYC requirements or that kind of thing. Okay. So those are things that are basically um, outside of our system and thus does not need to be uh, regulated. I see. Okay. So let's talk for a minute about funding. I assume you guys are all Bitcoin millionaires, so you're paying for all of this out of your own pockets, right? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Until now, we've, we have actually paid a lot of this out of our own pockets for the past two years. Okay. And uh, so it has cost us a lot, but it has also given us a lot, not just in experience, but also in contacts, people that are interested in what we're doing. And uh, now we are preparing for a launch to upscale our um, development uh, because we've seen that indeed the competition is growing. Mm -hmm. And we're not so much looking at the competition, but we recently heard also like from others, hey, it is important that you guys uh, speed this up 
and we agree. Um, yes. So, so to get this to a working beta as fast as possible, we just want to launch a crowd sale and uh, give people the opportunity to become part of the effort that we're doing. Okay, and how does that work with a crowd sale? What are you all going to offer? Let's say, for instance, someone wants to invest one Bitcoin in Internet of Coins. What kind of security, what kind of assurance do you offer them that they're going to have some decent return on this or that they're at least going to get that Bitcoin back down the road? What we are organizing is a uh, ITO. It's a token sale. Mm -hmm. It's a, a crowdfund, and uh, it is set up in such a way that we have an organization in the Netherlands, they're the oldest internet organization, that also have been uh, guardians for projects like Tor and NoScript, mm -hmm. and have helped those projects along. They're also going to be guardians of our project. Who are they? And they will be the NLNet Foundation. The NLNet Foundation. All right, so they've supported some projects that are tried and true, really, right? Uh, yes. All the funds that come in will be um, safeguarded by this organization. So we can't just go out and spend stuff. We need to send in a request to them saying, okay, this is the milestone we want to reach. And that's how the funds will be allocated to development. Okay, yeah, I think that's important to give that kind of assurance to people who are interested in putting a little bit of Bitcoin or what have you into your ITO. Now, will people be able to contribute to that initially with other cryptocurrencies besides Bitcoin? Uh, yes, we're actually launching a token called a hybrid asset. Mm -hmm. It's a token that doesn't have its own blockchain, but mm -hmm. it lives on already existing blockchains. Uh, seven in total at the moment. Which ones? So, um, the, the first hybrid asset will be functioning on the uh, Bitcoin blockchain, mm -hmm. uh, on the counterparty system, which is also the, the Bitcoin blockchain, mm -hmm. the Ethereum platform, mm -hmm. the Next platform, the New Economy Movement platform, mm -hmm the Waves platform, and the BitShares platform. Okay, nice. <laughs> You've picked all the best ones, right? Yeah, in our opinion, these platforms are strong, and mm -hmm. they also have decentralized exchanges. So yes. for us, that was the reason to pick these, because then the first hybrid asset will create liquidity on these decentralized exchanges. This episode of Bitcoins and Gravy is brought to you by our good friends at MoonshineBootWax.com. Made by hand in small batches right here in East Nashville, Tennessee, Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax is the original, all-natural, non-toxic boot wax with a scent of orange. Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax is a proprietary blend of American beeswax and other fine, all-natural ingredients. It's specially formulated to feed and protect your leather while also offering an excellent, long-lasting shine. Whether it's your cowboy boots, your expensive wing tips, or your wife's favorite pumps, Moonshine Boot Wax is a must-have for gentlemen who care about their appearance. Moonshine Boot Wax is proud to partner with Community Food Advocates, a nonprofit organization working to end hunger by creating a healthy, just, and sustainable food system. Together with Community Food Advocates, Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax is making a positive difference in the Nashville community, one shine at a time. You can buy your very own 4-ounce tin today by going to moonshinebootwax.com. And best of all, you can pay using Bitcoin. So help our listeners understand this even a little bit better. What I love is for a guest to describe to our listeners how they would use this. You know, on a Monday morning, Internet of Coins has launched 
and they're ready to use this. Walk us through an actual use case, just a guy sitting at home in his underwear, wants to start using Internet of Coins. Walk him through what he's going to do. Let's say he's not a very technical guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, the guy is going to go to, uh, for example, the website where the public beta of the Internet of Coins is hosted. And he logs in there using his, uh, his login password. Mm -hmm. And from there, he sees all his assets in a row. So he can see how many Bitcoins he has, how many Doge coins he has, how many <laughs> Flappy coins. And he also sees how much hybrid assets he has. And these he can, of course, send and receive to, uh, to his friends. Mm -hmm. so he can say, okay, just pay me. Just like with Bitcoin, there's no difference. A Bitcoin transaction on the Bitcoin network will be a Bitcoin transaction on Internet of Coins just the same. And it will still run on the Bitcoin blockchain. So that's the same thing. Okay. But what's, uh, what's new here is that all the assets are in the same place. And so it makes it very easy for him to see everything. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people currently still use the exchanges for this, which is often said to be not a very good idea. And I agree because, you know, then you're dependent on a third party to that, hold the funds. That's right. And with the Internet of Coins, that's not going to be the case. Uh, they're going to be on the blockchain. So if you, for example, uh, one day would say, hey, I, I cannot log into uh, to the public node, you could still uh, import your keys into your Bitcoin wallet and, uh, and continue working from there. Okay, I like that. So the person is still in control of their private keys for all of their different assets, and they're not relying on a custodial exchange, for instance, which can be very dangerous, as we've seen, Mt. Gox, Cripsy, and on and on. But my question would be, is there anybody on the Internet of Coins end who can see their portfolio and see what assets they actually own? Uh, no, unless these things are known on public blockchains and these addresses are known to another person, someone cannot see that. Okay, how about on your end? Can anybody on your end, the tech guys down below the surface, can they see, hey, I can see John Barrett's assets. Not that you could touch them, not that you could do anything to them, but you could see what he owns. Only if John Barrett says, this is my public address, and then we can see his assets, but otherwise, no. I like it. Sign me up. <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> yeah, that's so important, you know. I mean, there are some platforms out there that uh, allow you to, you know, basically plug in your cryptofolio, your cryptocurrency portfolio, and say, I have this many Ethereum, I have this many Dash, I have this many Waves, what have you. And then you can go there and you can look every day and see what your Waves are worth in USD or whatever currency you're looking at it in or interested in. But, you know, my fear of these, uh, while it is very convenient to be able to see that, and it is a great service that some of these platforms offer, I still have the fear that that information at some point, of course, you know, could be sold. They could pull a Zuckerberg on everybody, right? So those are my fears with some of the platforms that while they offer a great service, it still, if somebody else besides me can actually see what my portfolio looks like, you know, that's something that I'm not interested in. Now, you know, it's not because I have a lot and I don't, I wish I did. It's just because it's, you know, on the level of privacy. I also don't want someone to see my bank account or my wallet. It doesn't matter what I have in there. I never have a lot, but it's my private information. I also don't want anybody looking in my sock drawer. We're very privacy focused as well as a team. And we think it's very important that privacy is not just a promise that you give, but that is actually baked into the design of the system. So, so that's why we have uh, we have decided from the ground up to focus on security and privacy as an essential part of Internet of Coins. 
Yeah, I think that's so important. I think that moving forward, that is going to be the standard. And anything that does not meet that, I think people are just not going to be that interested in. Why would you be if you can have that standard, which is a high standard? Why would anybody, you know, go for anything less than that? Well, the answer is that if it's advertised well, and if you put a bunch of bells and whistles on it and some brightly colored moving memes, then someone might say, oh, this is the one to go with because it's nice and colorful and it makes me feel happy when I look at it. And, you know, we see a lot of that. Facebook is a classic example of that. But anyway, back to Internet of Coins. So what else can you tell us that will get our listeners excited about Internet of Coins? Uh, so another thing you can do in the environment of Internet of Coins is swap value between assets. And the hybrid asset will be one of the main ways to be able to do that. Because the hybrid asset lives on multiple chains at the same time, you can also buy it from multiple DEXs or sell it on multiple DEXs. Hmm. So what you can do, for example, if you want to convert Bitcoins into, let's say, new economy movement coins, mm -hmm. you can basically sell the Bitcoins uh, for a hybrid asset or buy a hybrid asset and then sell that hybrid asset for new economy coins. So it's going to be like a, a transfer mechanism. Right. So the hybrid asset, does that then become its own cryptocurrency or is it just a token that's used there on Internet of Coins? And if so, does it have a value that fluctuates over time or is it just a token whose value is tied to the asset that you're interested in swapping with another one? Hybrid is the first hybrid asset, I, I would say. So that means it's uh, an asset that can have a perceived value, but it will be just a token. So we hope it will be a token to transfer value from one cryptocurrency to the other or back again. Okay, now could that token eventually be on an exchange and be traded by traders and have its own fluctuating price and volatility and all of that? That is possible if an exchange chooses to do so. However, we hope that hybrid will be mostly used and traded on the decentralized exchanges because we think that's where the liquidity should be increased. Yes, I agree, and we hope so. We hope that eventually it's super easy to use a decentralized exchange. It's already pretty easy if you have a little bit of background and experience in the cryptocurrency world, but uh, for your average person who has zero experience, generally there's a little bit of a learning curve, and, and I think more so with the decentralized exchanges and even understanding the concept of it. So, and you know, uh, a lot of people in the future won't necessarily know or care that it's decentralized, but the fact that it is will offer them a level of security far beyond what the non-decentralized exchanges offer. And whether they know it or not, that will be a really good thing for them. So you won't get people who are buying and selling on these exchanges completely oblivious to the fact that it's custodial and that they can lose a lot of money. My brother and his girlfriend were victims of that with Cripsy. They just didn't fully, even though I warned him, they didn't fully appreciate the idea that your cryptocurrencies there on an exchange like Cripsy, they're not in your control. That's just the bottom line. And when your assets, your Bitcoin is not in your control, you're going to be in trouble. And, you know, for anybody out there who has a, a broker, <laughs> a stock broker that they trust, um, I would recommend listening to Max Kaiser, who has years and years of experience trading and who has already on some of his podcasts been explicit, given explicit details about how these traders work and how part of what they're charged with doing by their management, by the companies they work for, is 
making sure that they take some of your money. <laughs> exactly. That's how they make a living. But, you know, your average person, it's particularly criminal with the elderly who rely on this for their retirement. You know, a lot of these people here in the States in the crash of 2007, 2008, they saw a percentage, maybe it was 10, 15, 20, 30 percent. I know some people personally who lost up to that. And, you know, it's funny because even after that, they still trust their brokers and they still trust the system and they just consider it well that's what the market did and you know that loss is just as natural as a rainstorm or a thunderstorm coming through and it's not necessarily good or bad it's just part of nature and that's you know really what's happened is we have criminal organizations masquerading as brokerage houses and particularly setting their sights on retirees as their victims we really need to put an end to that and i love to think that we have a future that's decentralized that can protect these people where they have much more control over their assets and over their family wealth. And that that's so important moving forward, particularly for people of retirement age. I would say exactly what you're saying is true, that as long as people keep investing in promises, those promises will come up short mm. and people will keep losing their, their hard-earned money. Mm. And I think if we can create a decentralized world where people at least have the power to see what is happening to their value and also have the control to define where it goes. I hope to see a lot less of these problems. Uh, uh, but I think it also has to do with not just technology, but also with informing the user. Mm. And in our wallet, we want to make sure that uh, every step of the way, users are informed what is happening to their value. So that's very easy to use um, and that they can see exactly where things are going. I think that's so important. Okay, so tell our listeners one more thing that you'd really like them to know about Internet of Coins. One thing that's unique about Internet of Coins is that any cryptocurrency can take part in it without mm. having to change their wallet code. Mm. So technically, uh, cryptocurrencies don't have to be changed to be part of Internet of Coins. We have a system whereby uh, recipes can be created, uh, those little snippets that define how a cryptocurrency works in Internet of Coins. And writing a recipe is pretty easy. Uh, even a non-technical person can do it as long as they have the right information to type into that recipe. And at that moment, a cryptocurrency is part of the Internet of Coins. So it makes it an inclusive system where each cryptocurrency can just hook into the Internet of Coins without having to actually change their code, like is often the case with other cryptocurrency platforms that are multi-currency. I see. Now, you use the term recipe. What exactly does that mean to a layman? What do you mean by recipe? Uh, basically, an Internet of Coins recipe is a little bit of text, and that little bit of text contains information like what RPC port does Internet of Coins have to connect to, to connect to a certain wallet. Mm -hmm. This is especially interesting for people that are running their own node. So uh, the public node, you know, people don't have to bother with recipes at all. So just for a user, they might not have to bother with a recipe at all. But especially for people that want to run their own node but are not necessarily coders, recipes will make it very easy for them to just add on cryptocurrencies. Hmm. So let's say somebody is a really big fan of Flappy Coin. You know, it's not, it's not much used these days, but let's say some people say, hey, I really like it. And they can uh, type out uh, a recipe for Flappy Coin together, saying, okay, uh, use this or that port uh, and uh, this or that uh, divider for saying uh, how much zeros behind the decimal point we have. And in that way, a Flappy Coin can simply uh, be part of the network and start being uh, swapped.
for other cryptocurrencies. All right. Well, this is all fantastic stuff. Listeners, you have been listening to Joachim de Koning, the founder of Internet of Coins. Um, if you would, Joachim, tell our listeners the best way that they can find out more about Internet of Coins and how they could reach out to you if they had any questions for you. If you want to know more about Internet of Coins, you can simply go to our campaign website. It's uh, coinstorm.net. And alternatively, you can also visit our information website, internetofcoins.org. And if you want to get in contact with me or any of the team, uh, you can simply fill in some information in the contact form. Uh, we have a lot of information coming in right now, but uh, we'll definitely see your message and try to respond to you as soon as we can. Okay, nice. And finally, give us a time frame so we can be looking forward to this or so that we can add it to our calendar. The 21st of March is when our fundraiser begins. And it runs for three months, and then it ends, after which we will start distributing hybrid tokens to everybody uh, to the first Internet of Coins uh, beta wallets that will be uh, online. Nice. Very exciting. Very exciting. All right, listeners, you have been listening to Joachim de Koning, the founder of Internet of Coins. Joachim, thank you so much for spending time today to be on Bitcoins and Gravy. And if you're ever in Nashville, definitely stop by and say hey to me. Thanks so much for having me, John. All right. Take care, man. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, bye, John. I'd like to thank my guest on today's show, Joachim de Koning, the founder of Internet of Coins. Joachim, I'm excited about your crowd sale this Tuesday, March 21st, and I will be poised in front of my computer with my mycelium wallet in hand, ready to send some BTC your way in exchange for some hybrid tokens. Few things make me happier than getting in on the ground floor of a crypto project that by all metrics looks to be a solid winner. And an extra special thanks to our sponsor, Moonshine Cowboy Boot Wax, the original all-natural, non-toxic boot wax with a scent of orange. The Nashville Wax Company is now offering Moonshine Miracle Residue Remover for removing stubborn, sticky stuff. It's like goo gone, but without the toxic petroleum-based chemicals. All Moonshine products are 100% natural and are available at 15 different fine retail outlets in the Nashville area, including the Country Music Hall of Fame store in the elegant Omni Hotel and in Batch at the Nashville Farmer's Market. To order a tin of Moonshine Boot Wax or a four-ounce bottle of Moonshine Miracle Residue Remover, stay where you are, folks. That's right, without even getting up out of your chair. Just go to MoonshineBootWax.com. Use your credit card, your debit card, or better yet, pay the decentralized, disruptive, zero-friction, modern way with Bitcoin. That's right, Bitcoin, the modern way to pay at MoonshineBootWax.com. And finally, last but not least, I'd like to thank my loyal listeners. That's you for tuning in and for giving me such great feedback about the show. Your comments in the show notes are always appreciated, as are the tips that you send to my Bitcoin wallet. I'm a hard-working guy with two jobs and without a lot of money, so every little bit really does count, friends. Even a 50-cent tip sent to my wallet goes a long way to making me feel that doing this podcast as a volunteer is worth it. It also helps keep the lights on and coffee in the kettle. 
Signing off now once again from Nashville, Tennessee, the Bitcoin blockchain epicenter of the South. I'm John Barrett, the host of Bitcoins and Gravy, here each week with my trusty dog, Maxwell, by my side. Say goodbye, Maxwell. (laughs) Until next week, friends, remember that the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing. So do something, y'all, and be proud of it. All right, friends, you know, I so enjoyed speaking with Joachim in our interview, and I have spent a good amount of time reading on their website, internetofcoins.org, and I really love what I'm reading. Uh, One thing that jumps right out at me is their excellent use of the English language. Let's look here at internetofcoins.org, and I don't know, I might read the whole darn website. So let's begin at the top here. They have, in the top bar, they have what, why, how, story, team. Let's start with what, and I'll read here from their site. What? Interlinking all digital forms of value. Internet of Coins is an environment for personal finance. As a decentralized platform, it enables an optimally inclusive financial network interlinking all digital forms of value. It allows you to trade digital assets and currencies peer-to-peer with an easy-to-use interface and the opportunity to earn fees by participating as an allocator. Sounds pretty good. Uh, Let me continue on here. In the past two years, the groundwork for this system has been implemented by a team that dedicates their time to the creation of an innovative open-source financial networking agent called Hybrid that directly links crypto ledgers together. Existing wallets need no changes or adaptations to allow their blockchains and value systems to be hooked into this autonomous decentralized network. We want to integrate all token value systems into an interconnected and financially liquid web. The current developments in cryptocurrencies are already overflowing with creativity, and we'd love to see these developments continue without imposing any artificial or technical limitations. Uh, Let's see. Click on the buttons below to be informed about our fundraiser. Read the Frequently Asked Questions blog, white paper, or look at our terms. Ah, what to click on next? I'm going to go back up to the top. Why? Okay, why? The blockchain was conceived for transparency. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) Oh, shoot. Uh, Let's see. The present cryptocurrency industry is fragmented and potentially at risk of becoming financially and politically centralized. Like ourselves, many blockchain enthusiasts would not want this to happen. Many financial actors want to reap rewards by doing business in the cryptocurrency scene. We support this and believe this to be an inevitable development, yet we are also convinced that this must not pose a negative influence on the fundamental freedom of users and developers of cryptocurrencies. I like this. Continuing on, we want to enable the free and unlimited exchange of value among crypto ledger-based systems and other financial systems. Our vision for the Internet of Coins is an inclusive, autonomous network enabling anyone to participate and build alternative financial instruments and markets featuring equality in participation, representation, and influence, where peer-to-peer cooperation is rewarded and encouraged by way of incentives 
incentives through open standards aiming for intersystemic equilibrium and freedom. Whoever wrote this was good. I'll continue on. We believe that building yet another system to rule them all does not represent a way forward. Instead, in our opinion, the best way to ensure freedom and justice for all is to integrate existing and future crypto technologies into an independent, open, and autonomous ecosystem. That is why we designed Internet of Coins to support all cryptocurrencies. Man, I love this. Okay, continuing on how. I just realized I don't have to <laughs> uh, jump up to the top. It, it just continues on down here. Here we go. How? Modularized interconnectivity of blockchains and value systems. We have developed an interconnectivity platform with a node to node system called Hybrid. And by the way, folks, that's spelled H Y B like boy, R I D D, like David, Hybrid. It forms a web featuring the ability to connect value systems and synchronize ingoing and outgoing data flows by way of a scalable data chain, an innovation that we call the Weave Chain. The entire system is modularized. From its scheduling and routing engine, the interfaces and adapters toward various cryptocurrencies, up to its modern peer-to-peer -peer encrypted communications system. Our ultimate goal is to let every cryptocurrency autonomously become part of a massive swarm of decentralized global financial interaction. We aim to do this by enabling any actor in the network to establish value tokens known as hybrid assets that interconnect value systems and blockchains across markets. We strive to allow every cryptocurrency to autonomously interconnect in a large swarm of decentralized economic activity by using a weave chain. The programming code to make this possible will be open source, available on a not-for-profit basis, and freely accessible to all in order to enable the impartial establishment of what we call the Internet of Coins. Oh man, this is great stuff. Internet of Coins has the ability to communicate securely through time-honored and well-tested standard internet protocols, as well as being able to employ deep web layering networks like Tor, I2P, or ZeroNet when communicating between peers. Hybrid asset constructors afford liquidity and compatibility with the scale of different blockchain and ledger systems. No changes need to be made to any part of a cryptocurrency or value system to allow it to participate. Every non-proprietary blockchain or value system can be hooked into this evolving network. A unique allocation schema ensures that currencies with a small market cap receive the needed liquidity to support their exchange and relevancy within a healthy cryptosphere. In this way, we seek to support and expand markets towards maintaining a diverse and plural crypto ecosystem and now story this is their story good stuff here uh, let's see here highlighting our development until the present day 2006 to 2011 our humble beginnings 
When we started, members of our team acquired extensive experience in financial markets, including foreign exchange, commodity trading, and gold investment. We programmed on automated trading platforms, tested early electronic asset systems, and developed a multi-asset trading infrastructure. Exposure to real and crisis market conditions in this crucial period contributed to our belief that a new approach to personal finance is necessary in order to put economic growth back into the hands of you and me. 2012. Initial Involvement in Crypto Markets Having observed the rise of the budding cryptocurrency markets since Bitcoin's release in 2009, we recognized the potential of this disruptive technology. Our team members worked with emerging altcoins and exchanges and provided mining equipment to third parties. We gained thorough knowledge of the technologies behind crypto platforms and blockchain platforms. 2013. Expansion of Cooperation in the course of time, our team gradually expanded, taking professionals we know for their track record on board, thus bringing in additional hands-on experience in fintech and cryptography. We participated in a pioneer project to apply blockchain technology in the energy sector and build a Bitcoin fiat gateway system. 2013 to 2015, Stormwind Crypto Platform. Starting in 2013, building on our earlier experience, we developed the Stormwind Crypto Trading System and related hybrid assets, which were announced to the public in 2014 and made available on the NXT and counterparty market platforms. The Stormwind system traded using public APIs of various crypto exchanges to manage the funds allocated. Despite difficult market conditions, participants were rewarded profitably. 2014. The Inception of Internet of Coins Following the collapse of major centralized exchanges, the necessity for a fully decentralized exchange system became clear. We did not start with a fundraiser since we wanted to ensure a ripened technological infrastructure in order to deliver on our promises. Instead, we authored our white paper and launched the internetofcoins.org website. Bitalo, that's B-I-T-A-L-O, supported us with a seed donation in this initial period. 2015, and there's a picture of someone pointing at me. <laughs> Recognition of the project. On Bitcoin's sixth birthday, we released our white paper presented at several cryptocurrency conferences around Europe and pitched at startup bootcamp fintech. The Dutch SIDN fund recognized our nonprofit project with the Pioneer Award as an quote, addition to a free and independent internet, end quote, and provided funding for its further development. 2016 to 2017, they show an anvil there and a hammer hitting a glowing hot, what looks like a sword being forged. As the project grew in scale, we set up an office to work with the team. Our first operational prototype will be tested by an alpha user community in the Netherlands to ensure security and usability. They provided us with essential feedback as to the usability and user experience of our personal finance environment and continue to do so. Matthias Klees from the Federated Blockchains Initiative joined our cause and the NLNet Foundation became our funding and legal advisors. Be part of our story! Exclamation point. Team, 
Here we go with the team, the people driving the Internet of Coins project. Of course, we know the founder, Joachim de Koning, and I will read through the rest of them and my apologies for my pronunciations. Ronnie Bosing, external consultant. Luca Verhees, a UX slash UI designer. A very attractive woman. I have to add that. I'm sorry. Uh, Stefan Hoffman, developer. Yele Herod, <laughs> cryptographer. Sergey Kazenyuk, informatics researcher. Marjan Ril, translation coordinator. Another very attractive woman. Nice earrings, Marjan. Marjan. Uh, Americ Witt, researcher, wearing his sunglasses. Can't see your eyes, man. <laughs> uh, the next one, Pim Weltevred, a marketeer. Um, Matthias Klees, an evangelist. He's holding a microphone. Uh, let's see. George Zeman, project manager. Maybe that's George Zeman, project manager. Bas Wieselink, blockchain advisor. And Maritzi Cardon, ethics advisor. Another very attractive woman. Uh, and then Hans Scheidge, community advisor. Scrolling down again. Stay in touch. Be informed about our progress. Enter your name and your email address there and click send. Uh, let's see. I think that's the entire website down at the bottom. They show a Twitter, uh, GitHub, Bitcoin. They show an onion down there, some little critter. I can't tell what that is and something else. I think that's it, folks. Uh, this is, as far as I know, their website in its entirety. I may have missed something. Well, no, there's more. There's a lot more, actually. There's sign up. You can go sign up. White paper. Crowdfunding. Let's see what that has to say. Uh, let's see. Terms. At the top, they have a quote. It's a Chinese proverb. It says, the palest ink is better than the best memory. Nice. Early birds. Looking for an opportunity to participate before the launch starts? Early birds are eligible to participate for a price of 0.95 US dollars per hybrid token, 5% below the opening. For the rest, the same rewards apply as for all other participants. Interested? Send us an email before March 21st at earlybirds at internetofcoins.org. Minimum entry for early bird advantages, 10 bitcoins. Well, that won't be me. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Overview. These terms outline the details of how funds raised by the Internet of Coins project will be used. Now, you all can come and read this. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but it does show utilization of funds, marketing and PR, 16%, unforeseen, 2%, accounting, 4%, legal counsel, 5%, hardware, 7%, bounties, 17%, development, 38%, crowdfund rewards, 10%. Uh, let's see here. Milestones. Oh, there's so much here in the milestones. They have a time frame here going into uh, the fourth quarter of 2017, the first quarter of 2018, all through 2019, and on into the first quarter of 2020, which, as we all know, the uh, older you get, the faster time goes. So that's just around the corner. Wow, they've got so many things coming up. Weave chain, transports, UX, uh, UI, V1, interlinking, UX, UI, V2, second stage research, UX, UI, V3, production, use case development, Use case-based development, roundup evaluation, just a lot of stuff here, guys. Uh, then they do show a list of what coins they will accept for the crowdfund. And uh, listed below are the official addresses on which funds are to be received. 
any other address than those mentioned below is invalid and not part of the Internet of Coins crowdfund. Users must check carefully when participating that addresses in their wallet software are correct in order to avoid sending their funds to the wrong address. Uh, here's what it looks like they're accepting. BTC, XCP, ETH, NXT, XEM, Waves, and BTS. Nice. Uh, let's see here. Well, that's it, folks. This is great. This is now, uh, I believe, my very favorite nonprofit organization. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, so check that out. It is at internetofcoins.org. Uh, once again, thanks, Joachim de Koning, for taking time to interview today. He is a busy man. I know that. And thanks, listeners, for hanging in there with me and uh, listening to me read their website. Uh, it was a lot of fun, actually, because it was so well written and so well laid out. Uh, there is more there. I have read the white paper. It's phenomenal. I definitely recommend reading it. It is well worth the read. It is just as well written as everything on the website. So I guess that's it, folks. Uh, thanks for listening to Bitcoins and Gravy. And don't forget, this Tuesday, March 21st, is their crowd sale, their ICO. Uh, definitely check it out. I will be right there with my mycelium wallet, as I mentioned, ready to send some BTC over to them in exchange for hybrid. I'm excited. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Bye. Now climb aboard, y'all. This train is bound for glory. And there's plenty of room for all. Well, Satoshi Nakamoto, that's a name I love to say. And we don't know much about him, but he came to save the day. When he wrote about the way things are and the way things ought to be, he gave us all a protocol this world had never seen. A Bitcoin as you're going into the old blockchain. A Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain. Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. told about the death of old Mount Gox, about traders trading altar coins and miners mining blocks. But them good old boys back in Illinois and on down through Tennessee, see they don't care to be a millionaire, they're just wanting to be free. Oh Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain, oh Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain, till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. A promise to deliver us from age-old tyranny A Bitcoin as you're going into the old blockchain A Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your Give me some exposure Everybody knows your name, sing it Oh Lord, pass me some more Oh, Lord, pass me some more.
row seats in the development of a historic technology that is doing things that have never been done before. And every day that goes by, I just feel amazed at, at having this opportunity to be frontline observer and sometimes influencer in what is turning out to be perhaps a historic generational worldwide impactful disruptive change in technology, one that will create history. And that is an amazing feeling. And I know that it may sound absurd, but I have for you, once again, a magic word. And today's magic word is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And friends, I have no idea how to spell that. Maybe ask Mary Poppins. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary makes me feel so grand. 